Hi everyone, uh, thanks for joining us in the weekly roundup by the Startup Operator. I'm Gunjan Saha, your host, and alongside Roshan Karyapa with me. Hi Roshan, how are you doing? Hey, hi Gunjan. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining. Okay, so this looks like we'll have a very uh, busy episode. And uh, But before we get started, for those who are joining us for the first time, uh, the weekly roundup is a live discussion on the week's biggest headlines from the Indian startup ecosystem. Uh, we talk about fundraises, major mergers and acquisitions, trends, and definitely how they're shaping one of the fastest growing startup hubs in the world. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any updates. But Roshan, yeah. this is also uh, the first roundup for the month of August. And I'm sure you have a lot to look forward to this month. So what are some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just like really amazed by the amount of optimism in the market, right? Despite the times that we're living in, right? Uh, just the last week, I mean, two unicorns in one week, right? As if one unicorn a week wasn't enough. Uh, and then we had Mr. Rakesh Junjunwala announcing that he'll be starting an airline. And then, of course, I mean, the the cherry on top was uh, last night when I discovered that uh, Ms. Indra Nui, the former chairman of Pepsi had uh, liked our post, right? So, which was simply fantastic. You know, just on that uh, Rakesh Junjunwala news, uh, Richard Richard Branson, for example, once had quoted that, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you can start with a billion dollars and start a new airline. You know, <laughs> so airline industry is very, very tough. Uh, you know, I mean, it's an extremely tough business, very OPEX, CAPEX intensive, right? Oil prices are uh, pretty high right now. Um, so, Starting it at this point of time is uh, is a very bold gamble, I would say, right? Uh, so Mr. Junjunwala is tying up with uh, uh, the Indigo and Jet Airways uh, CEOs, right? And uh, this is supposed to be an ultra low-cost travel uh, airline. It will be called uh, Akasha Air. So yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is pretty fantastic. I mean, we'll have a lot more choice, uh, you know, as and when travel opens up in a full-fledged manner. So I think. Broad opinion is that, you know, we've bottomed out and from here, there's only one way and that's up, upwards, right? So that should be very interesting. And, uh, you know, in stark contrast to all of the optimism here, I mean, you can see what's happening in China. Uh, pretty unfortunate, really. I mean, their internet industry is being carved up. Uh, we had the news of how China tech, for example, has been completely wiped out. Uh, there was a Bloomberg story where I was, uh, uh, which I was reading where, you know, they said that, uh, VCs may favor India more because of this, right? Uh, in fact, I mean, uh, I think venture deals uh, in India uh, was about $7.9 billion uh, in July versus uh, uh, China's $4.8 billion. And that's the first time it's happened in about eight years, apparently, right? So, uh, yeah, a lot of positive news uh, coming in. And, uh, you know, this should, be, uh, this should be a fantastic uh, month and uh, year going forward, I should say. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the fundraisers uh, from last week, we're seeing investor interest has been at an all-time high. I think uh, according to a recent Bernstein report, 2021 will see the highest you know, venture investments in India, right? And uh, also, uh, it has been a great week for startups operating in the travel space as well, but we'll get to that. First, I think let's talk about the latest unicorn in the ecosystem, right? That is Droom, which is an automobile marketplace. They raised $200 million at a valuation of $1.2 billion, right? And uh, they are saying that before the end of this year, they'll touch a GMV of $2 billion from its uh, current $1.7 billion. And I think they're netting in a revenue of close to $54 million. Now, interestingly, the company has no presence in the US as of now. 
and uh, i don't think there are any plans to expand into the territory in the next year or so but having said that it's already planning for its ipo and i think it's considering both a listing in either nasdaq or in india and its co-founder sandeep agarwal i mean he's a veteran he was early the co-founder of shop clues and uh, in this pre ipo fundraise the investors included 57 stars seven train ventures and several existing investors who took part earlier i think toyota and lightbox were backing them since the earlier days so uh, room become the 17th startup to become a unicorn right and this frenzy is showing no signs of slowing down mm. what do you think what the second half will be looking like in the year yeah we just spoke about uh, spinny raising a bunch of money right i think it was uh, probably a couple of weeks back so auto marketplaces especially for pre owned cars has has just exploded right i mean uh, this is an again stark contrast to everything that's happening on the with respect to demand on uh, new, new cars and so on right because purchasing managers index uh, indicators fell really low for june right it actually fell below 50 which means there was a contraction right and then we've seen auto oems uh, some of the results weren't really that great maruti suzuki tata motors uh, their revenue declined and look i mean it's a function of all of the lockdowns uh, uncertainty overall right i mean and in that frame used cars are only going to pick up right so the used car market in india was valued at some 27 billion in uh, 2020 and it's expected to reach about 50 billion in 2026 right uh, growing at a you know cumulative aggregate growth of around 15% uh, during that period right so few different trends that are amplifying this right so one is i think people aren't using public transport as much right now right i mean for obvious reasons uh, given the lockdowns given the general skepticism on being in public places and so on right so everyone is sort of focused on individual mobility like really purchasing a bike or a car for themselves uh, for transport options right so aside i think some flexible financing options have emerged as well nobody really wants to put some huge chunk of money down on a new car right so they're exploring what a, what other options are available aside from that i think the emission standards are uh, you know expected to change and uh, there is some you know again talk that you know the consumer will have to bear the, the cost of this transition right i mean there'll be like a price increase and so on so bunch of these things put together is driving this whole pre owned cars or used car demand and if you look at it the organized sector in this i mean it's a very fragmented uh, marketplace even now right but the organized sector is growing well about 22% right and you can see some of the oems for example entering the pre owned space i mean you, we spoke about maruti true value yeah. earlier right but mahindra is doing its own uh, as well mahindra first and in this whole segment the luxury cars are again a very key segment as well and it's growing tremendously you know so the the amount of money you can make on this also is pretty uh, is pretty cool right i mean room i think the commission varies anywhere between 2 to 2 and a half percent for used cars uh, and for motorcycles and whatever and uh, they also charge a subscription fee for uh, dealers and so on right? right so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of money that can be made right i mean it's a classic case of you know the ticket size being so high that even a percentage increase or addition through some services or whatever will give like a huge amount of uh, money right so in all i think droom is trying to create a very standardized experience for buyers right and uh, you will see them you know add those vertical integration pieces in terms of adding services or accessories and whatever else so yeah so that's really what i see happening right no, but even like if you were to take a different perspective on this the whole car buying experience right car is car is not like a you know a day to day commodity in india people still view it as a luxury item right so 
I don't know, like back in 2008, 2010, when this whole Flipkart, Amazon, the whole e-commerce space was booming, booming up. Mm. I know my family was very skeptical of making online payments for things which were costing thousand to thousand rupees, right? Yeah. So right now, that entire consumer behavior shift of like you no know, trusting a digital marketplace for buying a luxury item. That's also in, uh, it's very interesting to see how that yeah, will also play out. We've certainly come a long way for sure. We've certainly come a long way. Yeah. So, uh, but Room wasn't the only unicorn last week. Uh, we had B two B marketplace of business also join the club. They raised a hundred and sixty million dollar round, which was led by SoftBank's Vision Fund Two. Of business is a tech enabled platform that facilitates raw material procurement and credit for SMEs with a focus in the manufacturing infrastructure sectors. They are growing at a rate of four x year on year, and I think they are aiming to be profitable with a one point one billion dollar revenue. By uh, next month, existing investors were Matrix Partners India and Falcon Edge Capital. They also invested in the round, and uh, it's very interesting to note that Off Business, which was just founded in 2015, right, they ranked 17th in the Financial Times Top 500 High Growth Companies in APAC region for April last year. And apart from being a you know a platform marketplace, Off Business also has two SaaS products that helps increase scale. Right, it's called Bid Assist and SME Assist. Bid Assist has now moved international with the sourcing of global tenders for Indian companies, and Off Business said that these SaaS products by themselves, right, they're growing two x year on year and are already independently profitable. But you know, earlier uh, in the year, we have seen other B two B marketplaces join the Unicorn Club, right? We had Moglix, we had Inframart. So, how are you seeing the B two B marketplace in India evolve? Oh, I mean, it's it's on fire, really. Because if you look at the B two B commerce platforms right now, uh, Inframarket is a unicorn. Moglix is a unicorn, right? Bizongo raised, I think, about fifty million something. Zetwork is valued at six hundred uh, million, right? And they're solving a very, very what do you say? I mean, they're solving a very pressing need, right? Because they're operating in a fragmented market and standardizing it through technology, right? So, yeah, second unicorn of the week. I think off business enables uh, procurement of uh, various things, right? Heavy machinery, food processing, metals, so on and so forth, right? Um, so we had a conversation with Aniket, uh, who's the CEO of Bizongo earlier, and he spoke about uh, you know various aspects of, of business and. uh you know in, in that interview i had asked him you know how do you run three businesses in one right because if you look at it it's a marketplace plus uh, you know you have financing options and plus uh, it's it's a saas software pro- they have saas software products also right which is the case with off business as well so multiple lines of business and um, huge 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 market to play with uh so i'm not really surprised that you know they're attracting as much attention you know A- and again you know i mean they will again vertically integrate right they'll figure out what are the you know what are the products or what are the the businesses within which uh, they should you know sort of vertically integrate and in fact i mean i think the founder also mentioned this right so he said you know we want to grow through acquisitions right and increase our profit margins on certain certain sections of the space itself right so yeah and you know you add to this uh, some of the macro stuff that's happening right i mean we skipped the whole manufacturing economy and moved directly to services but you're seeing over the last 2 3 years especially there's a huge push whether it's make in india atmanirbhar bharat pli schemes which we have spoken about earlier profit linked incentives right even gst which is you know a standard tax throughout the country and then post 2020 with everything that's happening with the non china wave as such right so supply chains are bound to shift and indian manufacturing is going to gain 
right so yeah it's a it's a combination of both these macro and micro factors that's uh, resulting in a lot of uh, activity in the space so even in the b2c space right last week we covered byju's and this time we have a leading edtech platform uh, i don't know if many people know about this but rio tv was actually founded by ex an academy employees uh, saksham kesri and prakash kumar in 2019 and with an academy's eighth acquisition in 16 months these two former employees joined back the academy uh, umbrella they recently bought out this live streaming platform existing investors secure capital india surge lightspeed india at fund founder and former ceo of redbirds fanindra sama and former country head of google mobile mahesh narayan will fully exit uh, the company with this acquisition Within just a year of launch, Rio TV has garnered close to five million users and over ten thousand live streamers. And majority of this demographic included college students. Currently, the tech market is dominated by an academy and byju's, and the domestic market is estimated to be worth nineteen point seven billion dollars by just twenty thirty. But you know, last week byju's, this week an academy. I don't. These two uh, players are really going head to head, right? Yeah. I mean, in in some sense, there's a case of the prodigal sons returning, right? So, an academy hiring their ex-employees who started up. Probably a good time to just you know start up in edtech. I mean, at the 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 least the at the at the least, I mean, you'll get acquired by one of these people. I think I'm I'm only kidding, guys. I mean, relax. So, but I think it's a great time to you know start up any startup, right? I mean, earlier we said Zomato, you give yeah. me enough money, I'll start a food delivery business, and I mean, edtech is all the rage right now. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know we've made the case for why edtech is a multi-decacon business, right? So much of headroom to grow, and the pace at which uh, it's growing, especially you know amplified by the pandemic. And just as Baidu's will corner, you know, supply, uh, Unacademies is doing Unacademies is doing the same thing, really, you know, and they're growing at a crazy pace. And given you know online education is just hardly one percent, maybe little over that uh, in India. the domestic market demand itself is so huge that you know multiple players like this can emerge although at this point of time it seems like a sort of a duopoly between an academy and byju's right and uh, yeah i mean this is a positive thing for sure you know uh, more options uh, in the education space is always uh, you know beneficial right so so yeah, yeah. so uh, see all the byju's and academy these are uh, educational pl- applications for the mobile right but do you know which is the most used mobile application in the world in terms of uh, daily usage every day most used mobile application in the world whatsapp yeah, I mean, no no it's not whatsapp but i mean it, it's definitely not facebook right hmm. facebook uh, clocks in around 33 minutes on an average uh, per user every day mm-hmm. but beating facebook in this stat we have our homegrown mohalla tech who is the parent company behind oh, more wow. than share chat the average user spends 34 minutes on moj every day and uh, the pla- they get 4.5 billion views daily right and uh, recently they raised 145 million dollars as an extension of its series f funding round currently valued at 2.88 billion dollars the round was led by singapore state investor temasek more strategic ventures along with you know mirai navid asia growth fund this regional language social media platform you know together mojan share chat they jointly command a monthly user base of 340 million people right and i think over the past weeks you're seeing a huge increase in investor interest in the regional content platform mm. right so what what is your take on this yeah that's that's uh, that's true you know pratilipi crossed uh, 30 million active uh, monthly users uh, just last week 
right and then we have spoken about we have spoken to bisu of uh, kuku fm as well uh, and i think kuku fm is around 28 million downloads uh, they have plenty of things going for them you know i mean this whole regional entertainment plus education this whole edutainment uh, sort of a thing is real right i mean we've said it before that you know jio revolutionized uh, india internet forever right Uh, so there's a whole mass of people who are going through this curve of education entertainment and uh, services and what not right and these people are obviously going to consume and uh, if you look at uh, the numbers itself it adds up right share chat i think has between moj and uh, their own app they have about 300 million users i think which is pretty damn big man i mean that's huge right and you know the last 2 3 years uh, a lot of these apps have spent time acquiring users and finessing their product market fit and everything and at this point of time they're ripe for monetization right and which is what we are seeing also i think pratilipi started monetizing recently and they're seeing like fantastic early signs right so yeah and and there's a lot of money to be made i mean there's this uh, misnomer that you know people in tier 2 tier 3 cities or small towns or, or you know uh, the bharat user quote unquote will not pay right i mean that's again not true i mean people do spend right it's just you have to figure a way to Uh, get them to spend on whatever it is you are providing. That's it, right? Which is a different problem altogether. So, so yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is pretty amazing, uh, right? And what a story for India Quotient, right? I think uh, last fundraise, I mean, they they still had about four percent, right? And it's a again a huge lesson on you know double doubling down on your winners, right? So, so yeah, congrats to the team and uh, really looking forward to uh, their growth in the months and years to come. Right. So as I earlier mentioned, like last week was great for travel startups as well. I think overall they announced a ninety-five million dollars in fundraisers. Verticals included online travel and transit booking in India, the high-tech packaging of multi-day tours, uh, tools to help uh, travel agents book, and you know a travel brand for motorcycle owners. But I think the highlight was Exigo, which is an online travel and transit booking app based in India. They had raised fifty-three million dollars uh, in a round of fund- funding. a uh, gic which is a sovereign wealth fund of singapore led the round while infoedge ventures white oak bay capital trifecta capital malabar investments and ores venture partners participated uh, sequoia capital has earlier invested in the company now malabar white oak and bay capital are active pre ipo inv- investors right so it means that exigo is on a a good track for ipo uh, in the next couple of months So now that travel is making a comeback and we're seeing Exigo on track for IPO, what are your thoughts on this development? Well, it's pretty interesting. I haven't delved deeper on this. I certainly mean to do that, uh, you know, sometime, right? But uh, it's it's just uh, is one of those things, right? I think, like as I mentioned, we've bottomed out with the amount of lockdowns, with the restrictions, and so on in terms of you know travel itself. And there's only one way to go from here, and that's upwards, right? And as and when travel returns. these platforms are going to become a lot more meaningful uh, we made the case earlier for co-living as well now these are trends that will not go away right the pandemic hasn't changed it it's just paused some of these things right so business travel is going to return right leisurely travel is going to return in fact uh, as you've seen with some of the uh, home stays and you know other recreational uh, stays and uh, so on like really picking up over the last uh, you know couple of months or two three months uh, especially right so so yeah i mean travel is going to come back and exigo is going to be relevant and that is really what the bet is about right and also you might see some consolidation in this uh, space right because a lot of people would have been hit especially in the year year and half i think we earlier spoke about make my trip for example 
was it make my trip not sure who got acquired one of those companies got acquired right i mean one of the older ones i'm not entirely sure if it was make my check trip check up on that yeah. i don't think it was make my trip one of the older ones i mean they've been operational for 10 or 12 years so they got acquired uh, not the best outcome but it's been a hard time for travel and hospitality but they will definitely rebound right i mean we uh, for for instance i mean some of the things like in june for example car orders picked up right big time so demand is going to be back and travel is going to become more relevant and that time you know these people will have like uh, everything for the taking so really that's a it's, it's a bet on that it's also going to come out with a lot of force right i mean people being yeah. uh, working from and now with remote working being allowed and all the staycation things are becoming a new trend right now so yeah so creative management platform rocketium they recently raised 3.2 million dollars uh, as part of its series a fundraise the investments of participation from emergent ventures one crowd let's venture and bloom ventures now rocketium operates in a very unique space that combines both marketing and design operations uh, it enables marketers to launch impactful campaigns at speed and scale for you know display advertising push and in app engagement companies such as big basket kiofit misho and urban company rely on rocketium to increase the design productivity by up to 90% means what what is claimed and uh, close to 300 million internet users see and engage with visuals made with rocketium so there's high chance that most of the graphics that we see on a day to day lives could have been designed by rocketium now many folks consider canva in video and lumen 5 to be competitors directly but while they provide templates rocketium is more focused on users who want to import their own designs from photoshop and after effects so uh, roshan you are a marketer right so do you think this is the sort of tool that can help marketers with ab testing customer targeting formatting for digital platforms and everything see not just uh, marketers right see what uh, rocketium enables is design at scale right so even if you were to present the problem to a designer and say that hey you know what i have uh, 400 banners that have to be designed with slight changes on the font and graphics the person will balk right i mean it, it's not the most uh, easiest thing to do and yet i mean it has to be done and yet it's like so frustrating right so so rocketium solves a real need you know and uh, sathej is a is a great entrepreneur Uh, he's been with taxi for sure earlier one of the early product guys there has seen that whole cycle of uh, scale and acquisition and he's building a fantastic team so we spoke to him uh, very early in the startup operator journey uh, do check it out growing through principles how to build product a lot of good uh, good stuff on that front uh, congrats to the rocketium team they have a fantastic product i've seen the product right and uh, yeah saas businessman <laughs> right so you know we had a very interesting tweet put out last week uh, by Elon Musk right he said that apple app store fees are a de facto global tax on the internet and i think to that vijay shekhar sharma the uh, founder of ptm he he took a jab on google plays uh, 30% tax right and that is excluding gst which is higher than the business tax on india's internet ecosystem now we have spoken to many founders right for whom this is a major challenge of deploying their application in the app store and there has been you know multiple efforts made to build a app app store for india mm. right how do you think this is going to play out i mean what's happening over there you think oh yeah it's a it's a no brainer you know i mean so the app economy is a trillion dollar economy that's just gated by two companies right apple and google i mean how can that be you know you don't have a precedence uh, anywhere else so it is beyond question at this point of time that you know we need to rethink this right Ramesh Kailasam, who is the India Tech CEO, has written a fantastic primer in Swaraja. I highly encourage everyone to check that out. Right, it gives you a one-on-one of what's really happening. Uh, 
uh, and we've made the point earlier as well, right? I mean, we've had Cuckoo FM founder Bisu, for example, talk about the trials and tribulations he went through, right? When his app was just uh, kicked off the store for no apparent reason. And, you know, there was a 12 hour or, you know, uh, probably a one day lag between support queries being resolved and so on. So, see, these people basically, I don't want to use the word new, don't want to use the phrase neo colonizers, but uh, they treat us in a second hand fashion, right? I mean, they don't, have, don't even have teams here, they don't pay taxes here, right? At the same time, and we are contributing a ton of revenue to them, right? Through all of this uh, economy. And we have the highest, uh, one of the highest developer bases here in India. So it's beyond. Beyond doubt to me that, you know, some kind of regulation has to step in, right? And, you know, it's sad that, you know, Google and Apple haven't been proactive on that front and have just simply behaved like mafia. Look at the look at the fees that they charge, right? I mean, okay, fine, you know, getting on the platform, you know, $99, whatever, that's still fine, right? But then look at in-app purchases, for example, 15 to 30%, give me a break, guys. Like payment transaction everywhere else is like going down to zero and you are going to say that you're going to charge 15 to 30%, right? And then you're going to arbitrarily like, you know, knock off people's, uh, knock people off the store and for no reason and whatnot, right? I mean, call it a quote unquote violation. I mean, that's not done. I mean, they're being entirely discretionary and I wish they had been a little more transparent, right? I mean, I really, really wish they had been a lot more transparent uh, and a lot more proactive on this regulation, but they haven't, right? And so I think, uh, you know, the government had to, has to step in. I mean, Indian entrepreneurs have to step in and uh, do something about it. We've discussed uh, Indus App Bazaar, for example, and it has some 400,000 apps. And that's another route that uh, one can explore, right? I mean, some of these folks should just tie up with the OEMs and, uh, you know, get these apps, uh, uh, get a get an alternate store uh, there, right? Because otherwise, I mean, this is, this is just like one of the biggest markets that, that's just been gated by two people, right? So uh, that, that really can't happen. So, yeah. And not just on the monetary front or the innovation front, right? I mean, it's also a huge security uh, concern, I would say, right? I mean, the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, Google and Apple are American companies, right? Let's not, uh, you know, let's not kid ourselves that, uh, you know, there will be this supranational United Nations sort of people who will do good for all types, right? They will obviously pr prioritize American interests over everything else. And uh, them accruing this amount of power and us willingly ceding this power to them is just uh, is just not done, right? So, so yeah, there's that. See, but we have seen companies like Samsung come up with the Bixby store. We have Oppo Marketplace, right? But major challenge for, you know, mask adoption is the distribution. Right. So nowadays you look at, okay, Apple I, App Store is there on all uh, iPhones, right? And that's the only manufacturer of iPhones. But if you look at uh, Android, there are multiple companies manufacturing Android, but it's completely owned by Google, the App Store market. And that comes by default. So don't you foresee a lot of challenges in getting the public to adopt an independent App Store, which they, for one, won't be able to download from the App Store directly because Google will not allow it. See, they will be mandated to allow. That's it. Right. I mean, uh, so there are two things, two ways of looking at it. Right. I mean, I, I typically, I don't like this, you know, regulation guardrails and those kind of things. Right. But that is bound to happen because, you know, companies have not been proactive on this front. Right. If you're going to run it as your own fiefdom, then, well, I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, act or be acted upon. Right. I mean, uh, I, I, I always prefer a solution. I always prefer a solution on the innovation front, not on the regulation front. But if that hasn't happened, then, you know, I mean, we're going to see that happen, right? I mean, we're going to see regulation of some some sort. So, so yeah. All right. So this is also a very interesting development taking place. And I think we'll have our eyes out on this. Um, so 
So yeah, Roshan, let's talk about some of the episodes we'll be putting out uh, this week, right? One is uh, your conversation with Ajay Kumar, who is the co-founder and CEO of The House Monk, and you're going to be talking with him regarding uh, building an operating system for the real estate market, right? And the second episode we'll be putting out will be with Kumar Vembu, who is the founder and CEO of GoFrugal Technologies, and with him, the conversation will revolve around building software for Indian retail. Yeah. So can our listeners get some insights into like what the episodes will be about? Yeah, so Mr. Kumar Vembu is also Mr. Shreda Vembu's uh, brother, right? So we have one of the Vembu brothers on the on this podcast, right? Very interesting journey. He was also one of the early Zoho folks, right? Uh, and uh, while Zoho built for the world, Mr. Kumar Vembu, you know, found a need to build in India for India itself, right? And Indian retail is not, uh, you know, not a very easy uh, market to build for, uh, but it's been a 15, 16 year journey. And uh, they've done a fantastic job uh, in terms of understanding what retail, Indian retail requires and building for them, right? Being super relevant for them. Fascinating, fascinating conversation, deep dive into, you know, all of the market nuances and everything. Uh, similarly, uh, I really like the house monk uh, story as well, right? So Ajay Kumar is, uh, is a young guy, but, you know, comes across as a very mature SaaS founder, right? I mean, we often talk about, you know, founders uh, chasing problems uh, uh, and not really analyzing what the market is like, right? I mean, but we're seeing that less and less so because uh, founders are a lot more savvier. And, you know, Ajay is one example of that. He's taken a step back, looked at the market, observed, you know, what uh, gaps are there and, you know, how how they can uh, play a role in that. And uh, building this whole operating system for co-living, operating system for rental real estate uh, in a very thoughtful manner, very deliberate manner, right? And uh, yeah, both fantastic episodes. Uh, do check them out. All right. So I think with that, we come to the end of uh, this week's roundup. But before we leave, uh, we have a really exciting announcement to make. Uh, that is this coming Friday, uh, Roshan and I will be hosting a AMA session with the Startup Operator Podcast. Do send us your questions in uh, through our Twitter and LinkedIn handles, which is at Operator Startup for Twitter and the Startup Operator for LinkedIn. And yeah, we would really excited to talk to you and we hope you enjoyed this week's roundup and our episodes. Again, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the bell icon so that you, you know whenever we're going live. And yeah, I think we'll see you again next week. See you guys. Talk to you soon.